Good morning, everyone. Welcome to November. Anybody else wear jacket, sweater? Does it seem warmer in here today? Yeah, it's very comfortable. It's not like too cold, but you're cold, so. All right, well, for the recording, today is November the 3rd, 2010. It is week 10, and we're going to do prizes for our scavenger hunt first, and we're going to start the thing that I'm most excited about in this entire class, because I'm going to learn more, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing, in this section than any other, and maybe you will too, we're going to talk about Scratch. So um, please make sure you fill out our attendance for today, and as you look at our links for today's class on our webpage, you might notice that there is a link to the Moodle quiz that is open now. It will have two questions. There are three different posts that you should have been writing in the last couple weeks, and when you click on assignments, the quiz here will tell you what those are. Um, it was uh, Monday's post on the flip scavenger hunt, and then you wrote about the heroic journey project and the moral imperative. So the quiz is going to ask everybody to give the link to their flip scavenger hunt reflection, and then it's going to randomly choose either the heroic uh, journey project or the moral imperative uh, for you to post. And I think it just gives you one opportunity to submit it. Um, so, uh huh. Oh, it didn't ask you for both. Really? Okay. Well. Really? Okay. Well, thank you for that feedback. So maybe I messed up on my Moodle uh, stuff because it should have asked you for both. I'll go in there as soon as we're done with class and edit it and then make sure you get another chance to uh, submit it. And I'll reset it or whatever so that people can then resubmit. So um, as we look at our schedule for the remainder of the month, um, I really don't want to give up class for an exam. So I've decided that we're just going to do our next exam as a take-home exam, and I will have the, the specifications for that next, next Monday. Uh, basically, it's going to be a 30-minute test. It'll give you three minutes per question, and there'll be 10 questions, and I'll tell you next week uh, what will be on it. So it'll be something for you to do at home, and that way we can work on stuff that like we can learn together uh, rather than essentially wasting a class doing a test, and we'll see how that goes. So that's our plan. I did mark the Wednesday before Thanksgiving as optional. It's going to be a Scratch work project time. So we're going to be working with Scratch four different lessons, four different times. Today we're introducing it. And so we'll be um, having that as an optional class for you to come on Wednesday. Um, I think you're really going to enjoy Scratch. It's going to be fun. And you're going to want to have a lot of time to play and to work with it, and I am too. So let's begin before we do our prizes with a quick video. Uh, this is a short 38-second video bless you, by Karen Brennan, who is a graduate student at MIT, part of the Scratch team. And this will give us a little bit of a flavor of what Scratch is about.
Scratches a program was born three years ago. It's been funded by the National Science Foundation. There are over a million projects that students as well as older adults have used Scratch um, to create. And we're going to learn how to make stuff with Scratch. And I think, um, I don't know, it will be interesting to see what you think, but I, I hope it's the best part of the whole course um, that we do. Um, the app here today is called AirSketch. This is a $7 application I learned about two weeks ago when I was in uh, Holland, Michigan. And I'm going to show you a quick little video of an instructor in Holland using it. Um, this is Dan. I think it's Dan Voss. Um, I'm not sure of his last name. He's a high school science teacher, and here's what he does with it. So I'm going to use that today. I'm real excited. I've uh, just downloaded it, and we're going to learn about um, Scratch by using AirSketch and taking a look at that. So let's talk about videos. How many of you voted for videos using our voting stars? All right. We had some, uh, I don't know how many votes we had from inside our class and from outside. We had a few people comment. Um, I, I cross-posted this to my blog as well so that if other people wanted to check out what we did and vote on it, they could. So I didn't actually go exclusively with um, the ratings that folks had put on here. I uh, did my own evaluation. The way I set this up is I used a free website called Poll Daddy. And there's different websites that you can use to do polls. Uh, Google Forms is the one that's free, that's part of Google Docs that I've used the most in our class for, you know, submitting your scavenger hunt uh, results and, and um, different things like that. This one allows you for free to have 100 votes in a month. So I don't know if that we exceeded that. It worked out great. And I, I really like that rating bubble thing because it's cool. It averages it. And it just gave me little embeds, uh, embed code, just like we've used for our videos um, to um, put those in uh, as, you know, after the links that I shared. 
So, I have for you at the front your prizes, and when I call your name and we recognize you, uh, if you would like, you can select your certificate for extra credit. This is five extra credit points on your final uh, grade percentage. I think our course is actually going to have a 1,000 points, so everything's times 10, so this will actually be like 50 points added on. And Walgreens didn't have any $10 gift cards. They just had $15 ones, so I have two $15 gift cards if you choose to um, have your uh, gift card. What I think I'm going to do... Um, actually, to make this fair, is uh, I'm going to have you um, put your names uh, for, for uh, folks who win on um, a piece of paper, and then I'm going to draw you out of a hat, and then in that order you can pick, because so, there's really not prizes necessarily to say, you know, one category was, was better than the next. Um, so, um, first uh, prizes go to our... Ranger fans number three. This was Emma Hale and Shakina Powell. And although on their post they did not do a separate embed link. All right, Emma's actually not here, is she? No, she's neither here. So, congratulations. So, um, we'll uh, let's give a hand. Good job. And if you'll put your name on this, then I'll get you. Um, we'll put all those into a. I don't have a hat, but we'll put them into a, my laptop case, and we'll pull, we'll pull out your names. Um, they definitely went above and beyond with that editing, and um, that was. Um, that was pretty neat. Um, lots of people did the Rangers fans. One of the things to remember when you're entering a contest is um, how you can sort of stand out from the crowd. And so our second prize goes to talking about stress. And this is Danielle Baker and Allison Brewer. Which one did you all show? Um, you showed the first one. You showed the, the second one. Okay, yeah, let's take a look at this one. These were great.
thought that was pretty good advice. You know, how many of you do that? You schedule time for the break. Um, how many of you either are married or have a significant other, boyfriend? Um, do you schedule that time with that person? You know, when you date, you do. When you get married, sometimes you don't. And the need to do that doesn't go away. So just like file that away for, you know, the future. Remember to schedule things are important. Um, I just want to, I went ahead and wrote names. So I'm going to put um, uh, Danielle and Allison's uh, names in here too. Um, Oh, she was? Okay. One of the things that I would do different with this activity if I was doing it again is I would get our group set up in advance first. Um, how many of you liked having a group of two? You were in two and you liked two. How many of you liked being in a group of three? How many of you would have preferred to change whatever you had, whether you were three or two? Would anybody have wanted to change? I don't know. I think it's probably better to have two because you get to do more stuff. Usually when you've got a group of three or four, there's like two people doing stuff and two people watching. So keep that in mind as you do um, group projects. Um, you know, it's, it, it varies, but I think one of the most important things for group work is to design it in such a way that everyone participates and nobody just sits back and watches everybody else do the work and learn. So um, anyway, that's one, one change that I would make. Okay. Our last group, we had uh, two categories, and we only had one entry in the eclectic race category. So we had Chelsea, Shinor, Amanda, and Donna that uh, won in that category. Which one of these videos would you all recommend we, we click? The second one? Okay.
What about camera movement? Did you all watch your videos afterwards? I'm not that. My husband is Well, I would recommend, have you seen the Blair Witch Project? I don't recommend it, by the way. It's probably like the only main Hollywood hit sort of thing that went to the, the big theater where a bunch of kids just got a camera and they said, hey, let's make a movie. We'll go out back and, you know, make a, a Halloween scary movie. Uh, it was like so terrible in terms of how they moved around and just and made you sick. So when you're shooting video with a, with a flip camera, I probably would recommend focusing on your, your um subject, you know, whoever you're interviewing, rather than going back and forth. Sometimes it's good to establish the frame of kind of where we're at. Um, obviously, this is our first time. We're just doing this. We're learning. Um, we talked about tripods or monopods can be a way to stabilize your, your camera and things like that if, if you would end up getting one of these for your classroom. Um, so anyway, just think about those different things. There's a lot to do. I mean, it's kind of hard to get good quality video. We see top quality video that people pay millions of dollars to just make 30 seconds. And we kind of take it for granted. Ooh, that looks so great. And then when you get a camera, you're like, man, there's a lot going on here. So um, let's give all of our contestants and all of yourselves a round of applause. It was great. Um, let's go ahead and draw names. And as you, uh, these are uh, our winners. As we call out your name, then... Come on up and you know, grab what you want and just get it in the order. Um, Kristen is first. All right, next. Is Danielle. No. All right, she's going for iTunes. Next is Shanor. I don't know that we're going to run out of certificates, but if we do, that's the good thing about that prize. We can print some more. She's deciding. Oh, she went for the iTunes. Donna. Donna's not here. Okay. So, well, you know what? Donna gets extra credit. That makes it easy since both the certificates were gone. Otherwise, we would have said, what do you think she wants? It's the rest of extra. Yeah, the rest are all. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Allison. <laughs> and Chelsea. Uh-huh. And Amanda. <coughs> and Shakina. Am I saying your name right? Shakina. And Emma, who is not here. All right. Just for you all to know, um, printing certificates is a good thing to be able to do as a classroom teacher for different kinds of things. Um, I printed these certificates using a program that's called iWork. Um, this is the finished PDF uh, version. And iWork is a program that comes on as part of iWork, which is kind of like Word or Office for the Mac. And it just has different templates. Um, has anybody used templates in Microsoft Word before, like certificate templates? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so this is, an, this is a separate application that you have to buy. It's called Pages. It doesn't come like with like iLife and, and stuff like that. And so it's got, you know, posters, cards, um, letters. I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, I work comes with uh, key. I don't know. You might. I think it comes together. Pages, keynote, and numbers. Yeah. Right. So it it just it comes like this. Uh, you you know click in and and change what you want. There's a couple a couple options, but um, you probably also can go to Google and put in uh, Word certificate templates school. Classroom, you know, we could Google for that and um, be able to, you know, find those kinds of things. Something else to know about that's kind of handy is that in the advanced search of Google, you can change the file type that you want to look for. So you can say, I want only PowerPoint, okay? Because actually, with PowerPoint being graphical, it might be better than Microsoft Word. So let's search for just PowerPoint files. Uh, let's do it in English. I don't know what that is. Um, and let's see what that returns. And so it is just going to find actual PowerPoint files. Every single one of these is a, is a PowerPoint. Now, I don't know how many of those are going to, you know, will be a good certificate or whatever. It says there's 314 hits. But, I mean, anytime you get 314 hints on a Google search, that's kind of amazing there's so many different things, and that's the advanced search tab. So that's handy to know. Plus, just when you're searching for things, when you're going to teach a topic, search for PowerPoint. See if other teachers have published things. You can search for PowerPoints that others have already done and shared, and that's a really nice trick. It's the advanced search on Google. All right. Um, any other feedback or comments that anybody has about our uh, scavenger hunt activity? Was that a good thing for us to do? Would you like to do another one similar if we have a chance this semester? One of the things uh, Kirby Alexander, another instructor, told me he's doing, and I'd, I'd love to do this if we have time, is he's using the digital cameras to do a five-picture charade activity. The way he does it is he gives his class nursery rhymes, and you've got, he gives them ten minutes. They have sh uh, just a short amount of time to go take five pictures about a particular nursery rhyme and, or, or a fairy tale, not a nursery rhyme, fairy tale, and then um, come back and take those pictures. So we might do something like that as well as um, another flip video thing. And I'm sure you'll do better this time than you did last time, just like your kids will, right? It's iterative. The more we practice and the more we do and make, the, the better we get at that process. So, all right. Um, so any, any other feedback or thoughts anybody has about All right, well, we are now going to go ahead and look at the program Scratch. Um, Scratch, how many of you have used Scratch before? Anybody? Go ahead and open it up on your computer. If you just go to the Start menu and you go under All Programs, you're going to be able to scroll down and find Scratch. And I need to change my screen here. So it should be uh, under the Scratch folder here, and then you'll go ahead and click Scratch. I have heard about Scratch for years. I mean, probably since it came out three years ago. And does anybody remember 
the, the program Logo or Turtle Logo. Do you ever hear of that? Back in the 80s when computers first came, it was a big thing, and you had these turtle. Um, Google that real quick. Go to Google, put in Turtle Logo, and let's see what, what we can get. So there's articles for Logo, the programming language, and for Turtle Graphics. Uh, it says a method of programming vector graphics using a relative cursor. Um, there, when computers first came out, you know, what are we going to do with these things? How, how are they going to be used? The math department all owned computers kind of at, at, at the beginning. And um, eventually we kind of switched where now language arts departments kind of own them and they just, we do lots of word processing and typing in a lot of schools. But at one point we thought, Let's have kids do programs and have these turtles, which are actual objects that move around the room and follow their commands. So you can see that the command forward 50 is going to move the turtle 50, and then you're going to take a 45-degree turn and then go forward, and you can draw things. Um, and so th that, was, that was turtle logo. And so logo was a big deal. It came out of MIT, and... Um, there were people who were very excited about Logo and thought that was so important because kids were going to learn all these programming and problem solving and logical thinking skills as they developed these kinds of programs. Well, the same kind of group at MIT has developed Scratch. And if you uh, link to, the, I've got a link there, a couple links on our page. This one is to the Scratch programming language. Um, and it tells a little bit about how it got uh, developed. They have a group, I love the name of their group, huh, and it's not linked here. It's called the Lifelong Kindergarten, Lifelong Kindergarten Group at MIT. And why, uh, why do you think, just with a name like Lifelong Kindergarten, why do you think they'd choose that name? Any ideas? You're always learning. What else? What do kindergartners do and kindergarten teachers do that's probably really good that we all need to remember even if we are in college or we teach middle school? What's that? To play. That's right. Because we learn a lot when we play. What else? Think. What's that? They explore things. Give time to explore. Everything's not just structured, direct instruction, here's a lecture. You know, how many PowerPoint presentations are kindergarten teachers giving? Probably not very many. You know, there might be some. But that's not like what they do every day. What else? Has anybody ever been in a great kindergarten classroom? It's a good thing to try and go visit and seek out. Great kindergarten. Do you remember when I showed you Maria Nee's classroom from uh, Deerfield, New Hampshire? I'm going to Google Maria Nee's classroom. And my blog. So here's this post we can all learn from a great kindergarten teacher. I mean, what do you notice about this classroom? Just looking at, at <clears throat> looking at it. There's different stations, right? Sometimes we call those centers. What else do you notice? What's that? It's colorful. It's inviting. It looks fun. It looks like a place I'd want to hang out. 
Look around our room. This kind of sucks. You know? If this was my room, I'd have posters all over the wall. I'd have music inside of speakers and things like that. I do a lot of different things. The environment really matters. It's really hard for me to teach in this environment where everybody's desk is basically bolted down, right? They get really mad at me if I moved all, all these desks in a circle, okay? But I'd rather have a space like that. My ideal for teaching a technology class would be we all have laptops, we have tables, and we get to move stuff around. The environment really, really matters. As a teacher, you're going to collect, if you're not already, lots of stuff to put in your room. And good kindergarten teachers do stuff like this. They get on the floor, right? They have kids actively participate. <laughs> Somebody's picking their nose there. <laughs> you know, these are the kind of things that kindergarten teachers do. So, when we talk about lifelong kindergarten, some of those ideas are built into Scratch. It's part of the philosophy of the program. This is very different than PowerPoint. This is not a program that just says, here, learning is about dumping information into people's brains. The philosophy is do, make, create, share, be creative. All of those kinds of ideas go into Scratch. So, there are alternatives to Scratch. One of the things that I've linked on our page uh, is a Scratch wiki. So the people at MIT have created the Scratch wiki. And by the way, this is all free. Scratch is free to have. It runs on a Mac. It runs on a Windows computer. It runs on a Linux computer. And if you want to, in fact, I'd encourage you, if you have a computer, to download Scratch and give it a try. There are programming language alternatives to Scratch. I'm not going to go into a lot of depth about this. I will mention Alice. Alice is a software program teaching students to, to create a 3D environment. All right? And so more middle school, high school kids are going to be designing and creating with Alice. Um, there's other things like Star Logo. I'm trying to think of what... Uh, this is... I don't know if, if anybody here at UNT has used Scratch. There was another program, I think it's Star Logo maybe, that they've used in the past with students. But um, anyway, they, they're different programs. Some of these are free, some of these are commercial, but Scratch is wonderful because it is 100% free. If you go to the Scratch website, this is the homepage, it's just scratch.mit.edu, and you can see there's over 1.3 million projects that are featured here. One of the things I have on your homework for today, and you don't have to do it right now, is I want you to sign up for an account and get a free account on the Scratch community. And we're going to, in a while, take a look at some of the projects that are there because that's one of the things that Scratch encourages you to do is to share your projects with other people. And you can even download those projects to see how they work. So let's take a look at this little video. Um, I am going to... This is a minute and five seconds. One of the things about YouTube, I, don't, I didn't link the separate video, but if I click on it once to play and then click again, it'll open it up inside or on its own page, which is what I want because I want to do this uh, full screen. Your Scratch project is made up of objects called sprites. You can then give instructions to your sprite by snapping together graphic blocks into steps. These steps are then referred to as scripts. When you click on a script that you 
Okay, so we're going to um, start to use this right away. Um, let's talk with the vocabulary that came in there before. Do you remember what he called that white box there? It's like a theater word. The stage. It's the stage where the performance happens. Okay? All kinds of things we can do with Scratch in the stage. What were these things on the left side? And you can click something different. These are the sprites, though. That sprites is one of the one of the words that he used. Does anybody remember what these are? They are blocks and they are scripts. Okay. So rather than having to sit here and program code, um, which is probably going to scare everybody, we're going to drag things out and we're going to put them together in blocks. They're going to fit together to make our sprites do things. What was this area here in the right side called? The list. Right. The sprite list. And so there's, there are different, this is this cat, it's just what we begin with, but um, there are all kinds of, um, of other things that we can bring in. And um, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to switch over to my laptop, Let's see if this will work, and I have got AirSketch running, and hey, look at that, that's so cool. We're going to go through a PDF, it's just a 14-page PDF, that just gives us the steps of how to uh, create with Scratch. So if you've got Scratch open, you can maximize it if you want. And um, we need to start moving some stuff out. So what I want you to do is drag that. Uh, if, when you're on the motion, and if you're not in Scratch, go ahead and get there from your start menu. So you're going to be off the um, web page, and it's going to be under All Programs. Check your neighbor, see how they're doing. Um, you want to be in the category, yeah, just go to start, and you're going you're gonna to actually launch it. Yes. Most of the things we've done in this class have been on the Internet, but this is actually a program. So you've got to go to start, all programs, scroll down to the bottom to where it says scratch. Yep, and then click scratch. Okay, cool. Hey, this is why it's fun to be wireless, because I can see everybody's screen when I'm in the back. So in the upper left corner, there's categories for the scripts or the blocks. You want to be on the blue one that says motion. And like it shows on the screen, drag out the first one that says move 10 steps. Drag that out and put it somewhere in the, I don't know, did it, what did it say to call that area where the scripts are? The script area, I don't know. Okay, so drag it out there. And um, then I want you to click on it and watch your cat. What happened? Did he move very much? He moved. How, how far did he move? Yeah, click it again. Did he move? How much did he move? A little bit. Can we quantify that? Well, 10 steps. What's a step? It's a unit in Scratch, right? So why don't you change that number? Change that number 10, and you can click on your cat. Actually, move your cat over to the left side. Move him over. And then on that script, change that 10 to something else. Maybe make it 50. Maybe make it 100. And then click on it and see what happens. And you can click on it a couple times. Again, if he moves off the screen, go ahead and click on it. Drag him over. He will like move to where his, lat his foot is barely on there. Uh, but he's got to stay on the stage. You really can't drag him off the stage. All right? So this is just... 
basics. All right? Can anyone predict for me what you think will happen to the cat if you make the number negative? Hmm, let's test that theory. So make that number a negative, click it, and then see what happens. Ah, so look at the math we're already talking about, and all we've done is dr we drug out one block. Scratch is a little overwhelming for me, too. There's over 100 different blocks. Don't worry. We're not going to learn them all today. We're just going to learn some basics. But we're already thinking about units. We're thinking about motion, left and right. We're thinking about, um, you know, having a script that does something that changes something. Okay. So, next page. This is page four. We're going to add a sound. I would like for you, um, on the upper left corner, to click on the sound category. There's motion, there's looks and sound. And I want you to drag the one that says play drum 48 for 0.2 beats. I want you to drag that and put that underneath your move block. Yep, connect it. If you move it up there, it should lock together. Now click on your block to make it go. <laughs> yeah, now, depending on what you've got your number set to, he's going to move. And you might, if you want to, turn on your audio on your speaker. I think it's on your, yeah, if you've got yours muted. You don't have to, um, and you don't want to crank it up because you're going to, you know, cause your neighbor to be irritated if you're blowing them out. So let's change some of the variables. Instead of playing the drum 48, click where it says 48 and look at all the instruments that you have that you can play. So take a minute or two, change to some different instruments. And if you can't hear anything, check your speakers. You've got a little volume dial on below your monitor on the right side where you can turn that up or down. Also check to see if your computer is muted because your computer... You're off. Okay. Now, some of you may be jumping ahead, and if you do, that is just fine. You don't have to exactly stay with me. I'm going to kind of step you through um, this getting started guide, and we're going to just to explore some of the different things, and then I'm going to give you a challenge after we kind of go through some of these basics. All right? What's your, what's your favorite sound so far that you've tried? The snare drum, the clap. Anybody else tried something they like? I like the cymbal. Hey, okay. Did anybody experiment with the beats? What happened when you made that number... Bigger. By the way, how do we say that number? I said 0.02, but that's really not the math way to say it. Two tenths, right? So we're already talking about tenths. So what would that mean? Tenths of what? Of a whole beat, right? So we're talking about music here. And that's why I depend on what our signature is or our time sequence. I'm not a super musician. I did more music, you know, vocal music. But uh, give that a try. Change that. Uh, not only change your instrument, but try to change your beat and see what that does. Okay. 
we are now going to start a dance with our cat. So as you can see up on the screen, I want you, oh, and look at this. I'm, I think this is so cool. Look, I'm going to circle this on my iPad. Ooh, isn't that just so exciting? Um, put move minus 10 steps underneath, or in other words, the opposite. If you've got the top move block, you'll need to choose your, a new move block. You've got to go back to the motion uh, block category and then drag a move block underneath it. Um, make it go back and forth. So if you're moving 10 steps forward first, now make it move 10 steps back. And why don't you put another musical instrument underneath that? So after it moves forward 10 and plays a sound, make it play a different sound after it moves back 10. When I was in seventh grade, we got Commodore 64 computers, and this would have been in about 1981. And in math class, the most exciting thing we learned to do on the computer was a very simple program um, which said, print this, say these words, and then on line 10, and then line 20 said, go to 10. It just repeated. And you could make the same thing repeat over and over again. Ooh, that was so exciting. Well, guess what we're going to do now? We are going to use the forever loop. I would like you to click on the orange category, which is control, and down, not the forever if, but forever. It's like one, two, three, four, five scripts down. Look on the screen at how they're dragging it out, okay? You're going to drag that forever control loop so that it goes over the top of your script. So whatever you've done... It's going to make it do it forever, and now click it once you do. And then when you want to stop it, click it again, I think. What's that? You lost him? You can drag. Yeah, so stop him. Stop, no, stop it. Just click it again. And now drag him. Click over there. And drag him over. Okay. And if your volume's like super loud, you know, tone it down just a little bit. Oh, yeah, right, exactly. And, I'm glad, and some of you have already realized how to get rid of scripts that you don't want. You just drag them over to the left side and drop them, and they disappear. So if you get extra scripts that you don't want, you drag them over and, um, so, they, so they disappear. Okay. All right. Woohoo! Isn't that just so exciting? Let me tell you what. It actually is really cool to get to make something move and animate on the screen. When I was teaching fourth grade in the mid-90s, I had a student who really wanted to learn how to do an animation. And there was a program called Hyper Studio that we used at the time. And he stayed after school, I bet you, you know, ten days after school, and he created this animation of this helicopter that flew in and it, shoot, it shot a a bomb and it blew something up and that was it, you know. But I mean, it was so exciting to be able to do that. Um, we, we're writing a program doing this, okay. The idea of having a script, a set of commands, and telling it to repeat, that's a program. All right, so let's go to the next step. Now we're going to introduce the green flag. There is a way to control your programs with the green flag and the, and the red stop sign. And 
If you look on my screen as I magically circle this, um, right there you've got where the green flag is. You've got to drag the green flag out, and this is in the control area. So drag that control when green flag is it clicks. Yep, put that on the top of your script, okay? Drag that one to the top. Now you can go over to the upper right corner of your scratch menu, and you can control by using the green flag and the red stop sign what your script is doing, okay? All right, let's go to page eight. Now we're going to change the color. If you click on the second section that says uh, looks, the second uh, script category, got motion, looks, and sound, click on looks. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, about eight down, there's one that says change color effect by 25. Drag that, and don't put that in your program yet, just Turn your volume down a little bit if you're blasting this out, please. <laughs> okay, just drag that out and click on it and see what happens to your um, cat. Yeah, don't click the, um, to the uh, variables, but just click on that little block. What happened? Yeah, so you can change different things, the color, the whirl, uh, by different effects. Um, but go ahead and, and click on those and kind of see what that does. All right. Now, now we're going to add another command. If you look up at the screen, I want your script to look similar to this. We're not connect. Well, look, I can I can magically do this instead of touching it. That's not connected to the first script. So you're going to drag out the second control item that says when space key pressed and then attach that to your color. Then press your green flag and your space bar. Your green flag is going to start your dancing cat, and every time you press the space bar, your cat will change color, or whatever you chose to have. All right. So this is a good question. That, does anybody know how to get your cat back if he... I did that and then I got... Press stop. Oh, very good. So here is a perfect example of how I do not know all the answers about this. Neither do you. But together, we're going to be able to figure out how to do a lot of things. So please don't be intimidated by the fact that... I mean, has anybody done programming before? Don't be intimidated by this, all right? This is a program designed for young children, but it also has a lot of advanced features. People have programmed, like the whole, um, remember Donkey Kong? Did you ever see that game? They programmed the whole Donkey Kong in Scratch, the whole thing. It looks exactly like the arcade game. There's all kinds of things people have done with this. Yes? So it has a cat right now. Is there a bunch of... Yes. You can create your own, and there are a bunch of sprites, and we're going we're gonna, to uh, do that here in just a minute to load more. So I'm glad that you thought about that. In fact... A great segue. That's our next thing. Add a sprite. If you will look in the bottom right corner of your screen, there is a section here that says, um, well, it says sprite, and then there's three buttons. The first one is to paint your own sprite. The second one is to choose a new sprite. And the third is to get a surprise. Click on get a surprise. And it'll just give you something different than your neighbor. Yeah, some people have 
crazy-looking girls. I see a wizard. Somebody's got a car, a bat, a dragon. Okay, like, and you can do that more than once. It is the third button here. Right there. Now, on, and actually, here on this one, click on this, on the this right, and then drag this, this one where the key's pressed, move that out, and then click on your looks, and do your color, uh, this color effect, drag that one out. Yeah, drag that one under there. There you go. Okay. So, if you don't want that sprite, does anybody figure out how to delete a sprite, if you had an extra one? There are scissors. Do you, can you right-click it? Ah, okay. So there's a way to right-click it. Where were the scissors? How did you get the scissors? Okay. So up in the upper left corner of the stage, there were scissors, and it meant you could click on it too. Okay, so just you know, have at least two sprites out. You can do random ones. Or if you want to click the middle one, it's going to open up a, a uh, browser window, and there's categories for animal, fantasy, letters, people, transportation, things. And you can open those up, open and bring in these other sprites. The Scratch program comes with a bunch of sprites already loaded in it. You also can draw your own and you can share the sprites as well. Okay, so that's where we get the sprites. And different scripts will attach to different sprites. Question? No. Okay. All right, now let's tell the sprite what to do. We are going to make it talk. So if you will, click on the category for sounds, I think. Sound, is that right? Under, uh, under no. Maybe it's looks. Go to looks. And there's one that says, say what's up. Or it says, say something for so many seconds. It's the fourth one down under purple. Drag that out and put that on in your scripts area. And you don't have to attach it to anything. Just have it loose. And then double click it or click on it once. And your cat or whatever sprite will say that. Change it from instead of saying hello, make it say what's up. Or something else. You you choose what you want it to say. Wait, on this part. It's okay. Whichever one you want. <laughs> All right, Shanor. A little bit down on the volume. <laughs> if we get a better beat going, maybe we'll crank it up more. But. <laughs> uh huh. Right. It's not gonna verbally say it. No, this okay. one, this one is not going to... We are going to do that in a second. We'll record. But this one is under looks because it is text. It is going to... It's going to say the words. Well, it's going to show the words, right? Drag out your, your change effect, the one that said under looks also. It said change color effect by 25. Drag that one out, and instead of color effect, um, choose mosaic or whirl or something else. Some of you did that earlier with ghost. Okay. One of the things you can do with Scratch, today, today's assignment is just going to be to make a first project that's just exploring something. With Scratch, you can tell stories. 
So you can make your objects have words that appear, just like a cartoon would or a comic strip. And then your objects can do things, like they can disappear, they can fade out, they can move together, they, they can do all kinds of things. All right, so now let's go to sounds. If you click on the, the script category that says sound, which is underneath looks, there is... Is there one there that says play sound? Oh, wait a minute. Go to the script. Go to the script. Okay. You've got tabs that are in the middle of your screen. Click on the one that says sounds there. Now, <laughs> if you click import, does it give you choices of sounds that are already there? Yeah. Import a couple sounds into your project. There's different categories of sounds. Help your neighbor if they're not sure where we are. <laughs> so import several different sounds. You get them. Sounds. And now import. Go to sounds. Oh, that's yep, and then import it there. Did you find it? I can't get out. Like, how do I move this thing? You can drag it out, but go to go to sounds and click import. That's where we're importing the sounds. Okay. And then we'll experiment dragging drag it around. Right. You can probably see. Why headphones can be a nice thing when you have a computer lab. <laughs> All right, so everybody has imported a few sounds. Please go ahead and turn your volume down a little bit so your computer is like quiet so you can hear it, but it won't blast us out. We are now going to animate. If you look up at the screen, I've just circled costume. You had to click the tab at the top for sounds. Now you're going to click costume. Each sprite can have different costumes. And this is how you will make an animation. Because the cat has his, what leg is going forward right now with the cat? His right leg? All right, so his right leg is going first now. His, his other costume has his left leg. Go ahead and click on the cat. On, in the sprite list in the bottom right corner. All right, you see how he has two costumes? All right, with one le switching which legs are in front. So what I'd like you to do now is in the... Under costume, import a new costume. See how many other costumes are there. Um, the cat may not... He's probably in animals. Is there, are there other costumes for the cat, or is just that one? Okay. You can see how some of, the, some of the sprites, not all of them, have multiple costumes, like the bat. 
Um, what I would like for you to do now is I would like for you to use the script change costume. Or I guess next costume. Okay, so and this is one thing I wish that this would do. This doesn't doesn't zoom in. It's under looks. Okay. Next costume. So put that into your script for your cat, and I want you to make your cat walk, changing his costume, which will make him look. Wait, should I put it over here? You will put it inside your script. So that when you're playing forever, you click your green flag, he will not just move back and forth, but his legs will animate. And, and experiment with that so that he, he walks across. I'll give you some time to do this. Um, in fact, you, you know what? Um, If you want to, well, may, I want to make. I want you to make your cat walk across the screen. There's your challenge. Okay. Make your cat, and I want to see him walk. I, I want his costume to change. So, if you want to start over, just go to File New. Yeah. Just go. If you want to do blank, or if you want to bring the cat in. I just want the cat back. Yeah. Just bring him back. So you're gonna uh, the second second one. And he's in under animals. So you're going to go to the animal folder. You can go up one. Uh, I think he went too far. Go to uh, click cancel. Go here again. And then uh, the up arrow to go up one. And go to animals. Okay. Okay. And I was going to ask you something. This has a separate script. Uh huh. So, like, how. Make them work at the same time. We're gonna learn that. I don't honestly. I, we're, it'll be put into the same program. Do you know why it's turned like this? Because some of these things tell it to. When he got rotated, can you right-click him and tell him? It probably was when we um, rotate. Yeah, you could rotate him that way. Um, we probably. It just looks kind of weird. It's all pixely. Yeah. Hit stop and see if it'll go back to the beginning. Does that go back to the beginning? Good job. He's walking across. All right. Did you get him to walk across? All right. Keep working on it. If he's gone, you can import him by going to your middle button on the sprite. Yeah, you. you oh, click stop, I think. Oh, okay. Did that reset it? Double click him. Can you drag him out there? Drag him out here? Yeah. How did, does anybody, uh, mm, right click that. I just kept walking and then. Say delete. Or no, show. Uh, Go ahead and undo. Uh, Undelete. Okay. There he is, he's back. So I guess if your cat disappears, in your sprite list in the bottom right corner, you can right-click that and say show. If you've made him a ghost and he disappeared too, you can make him show that way. So I'm going to switch up here to the computer and see if I can do this too.
So help me out. If I want to get him to move, what do I want to do to walk across the stage? I'm going to have him move. How many steps are you guys using? More than 10, 20? Okay. So he's going to move 20 steps. And then what did we say we wanted to change the costume? Okay, next costume. So I'm going to move 20 steps. And then the next costume, and then how do I get this to loop? What, what category is that under? Control. And I'm going to say, do that forever. So, two steps. I'm going to say, forever move, and I'll do the, when the green thing is clicked, the flag is clicked. Here he goes. Here he goes. That was a little fast. There's a pause button here, or a pause uh, block. So here's what my, my cat looks like as he goes across my screen and he's waiting one second in between each movement. How can I make that go faster? Yep. And so there we're talking about fractions, right? And decimals. So what would this need to be if it was a half second? 0.5. But could I make it even less? Sure, I could make it a quarter of a second. That looks a little bit better at a half. What would that be if I wanted to do half of a half? What's half of a half? A quarter, right? 0.25? All right. So here is my cat. Ah, now that looks a little more natural. Walking across my screen forever, taking 20 steps at a time, waiting a quarter of a second. So you can definitely see how much math there is here and how, how many different conversations you can have with students about lots of different things as they are exploring. Okay, got two more pages and then I'm going to give you a challenge. If you will go to see some example projects, I want you to go to the file menu in Scratch. So you've got your own menu and just go to File, Open. And rather than import, you probably want to go to open because I think import would bring it into your current project. And it, So go to open and don't worry about saving it. You can click no, you don't have to save. And then I want you to go to examples. So file, open, not going to save. And over here on the sidebar, I've, these are navigation buttons. I can click examples right here. These are, the, are some of the kinds of projects we can make with Scratch. We can make animations, games, greetings, art that's interactive, music and dance, names, sensors, and motor simulations, speak up, and stories. So I'm going to show you one of these, and then I'm going to give you a little bit of time to explore some on your own. I'm going to go into stories, and there's seven different stories. I'm going to go here to this one that's called Bowl of Memories, and I'm going to click OK. Now, something else that you can do with Scratch is you can, um, 
make this full screen. Maybe. I'm on the wrong thing. How do I get out of that? Um, so here is this Scratch project full screen displaying. Actually, I think I want to show this on the computer over here because my audio for my laptop is not connected. So. so these are in sample projects, stories, and this is bowl of memories. So here it is, full screen, and as I click on an object, this is what I get. person had to do to make that story? What they what they bring in? Recording. They had audio, right? They recorded voice. What else did they do? What would these things be called that are on the screen? We've developed that vocabulary today. What are those called? The, the cat's an example too. Sprites. Okay. So they brought in different sprites. This key is a sprite. This I think earring is a sprite. This is a sprite. And what did they probably program so that My friend Trudy gave me that these earrings, silver balls. They were really heavy on a long chain. And I think she borrowed them one night, and one of the earrings flew off into a latch and broke the glass. So what are the things that, that happened as we clicked on that? Okay, some kind of control changed in the size change, right? The appearance changed. So that was like a, making it larger. So there's some kind of script that says make it bigger. The audio played that they recorded, and what else at the end? Sound effect, right? Which is not, probably might not have been part of the original recording. So they brought in a sound effect of the car starting, that crash, something like that. So when I hit escape, I get to look at what that program was. It said when a key is clicked, when the, and, and these programs are different for each sprite, right? There's the earring script, there's the key script, and then there's also instructions, okay? When the key is clicked, it's going to repeat it five times. It's going to change the size, it's going to wait, and then it plays three sounds, the triangle sound, the lucky car sound, and the car start sound waits, then it repeats and makes it smaller, goes back to how it was originally. One of the things that is so cool about Scratch is that you have this chance to figure stuff out based on what, you know, looking at the script, looking at what other people have done, what other people have created. One of your assignments for today is going to be um, looking at some example projects. On our website, In addition to taking your quiz, I've got a link here that goes to Intro to Scratch, but your Scratch assignment number one. And you've got four things that I want you to do um, for your assignment. 
The first thing is to join the Scratch community, so have a, a login. Um, and I want you to create your own Scratch project, okay? doesn't matter what it is. You can make anything you want. You can spend as little time or as much time as you want, but I want you to save that on your flash drive, your thumb drive, and bring it to class next week um, on Monday, and we're going to share. I'm going to do this, too. I'm going to come up with something. I don't know what, but it's my first try, um, and we'll make something to share. Don't worry. We're not going to get a grade on this. A big part of what we're doing with Scratch is playing, and we've got to have time to make multiple things. So we're not just going to have one big project. We're going to make a lot of little things because that's how we're going to learn how to do this. It's not going to be by just, you know, here, memorize, you know, all of these definitions and you know how to use Scratch. You've got to make stuff to do it. The other thing that I'm going to want you to do is to explore projects, and it says featured on the, on the website, um, you can also do ones like we are right now that are in the um, on the hard drive, basically. I mean, you can explore um, some of these. And then I want you to write a post about it on your blog. Okay? So you're just going to talk about one of the examples. That can be a featured project that you find, or it can be one of the ones that you find here. But I want you to spend some time exploring some of these, and then I want you to um, write about it and tell us why you, know, you found it worthwhile to share or to remember. Okay? And the last thing is I want you to bring at least one new thing about Scratch that you learned to class next week. In fact, next week I'm going to start an Etherpad. I'll have it up at the beginning of class. And that'll be the first thing that we'll do is we'll just put in here's stuff that we learned about Scratch, different things. What I'd like to do now is give you a challenge. And actually I think I probably need to stay on my other, my other screen. I was pretty excited that that worked, doing the air sketch thing. Um, I am going to give you, for our last ten minutes, eight blocks that I want you to use. And these are the ones, okay? So, right now, I want you to start a new Scratch project, and I want you to drag out these eight blocks and see what you can build with, with them. Go to File, New, and you're going to drag those out. The first ones... Um, well, duh, Wes, sorry. Feel free to tell me that I'm showing the wrong screen. There we go. That looks better. So you're going to drag out, move 10 steps. Just drag these out first. Turn 15 degrees. Those are both under motion. Under looks, the purple, you're going to do think hmm for two seconds. Say hello for two seconds and set size to 100%. And then, what color do you think that is underneath purple? Would you call that fuchsia? What would that be? under? What do you think sound is? that look fuchsia? In the fuchsia sound, you're going to do play sound meow until done. And then under control, 
you're going to do when Sprite 1 clicked, and you're going to do wait one second. All right? So, with those eight blocks and those eight blocks alone, I want you to see what you can build in the next seven minutes. If you would like, um, well, yeah, I wouldn't worry about, don't worry about changing the sprite. Let's just work with the cat. Uh huh, yes, you can use those um, blocks more than once if you want to drop, uh, drop them in again. So, uh uh, you don't have to use the forever. Um, in fact, yeah, I don't want you to use the forever control block in this one. You're going to use the when clicked and then the wait. Lots of sad kitties around our room right now. I don't know. I'm not a cat fan. I don't know if that's a, a sad meow or if that's a good meow. get him upside down by changing the angle. And remember, you can change any of the variables for any of that. So instead of having him think, mm, you can have him think, I'm really hungry right now. Is it lunchtime? Or whatever you want. Have him say something different. He doesn't have to say hello. off the sprite and go to a different sprite? You can go to edit undo. Was it off the sprite? Yeah. Because remember, scripts are attached to particular sprites. Oh, good. Ah. It resets everything? No, it just, like, it makes it, like, after it does it, and you can click it, like, if it's turned, it'll turn it back. Oh, okay. Very good. Okay, so an important, uh, Important learning moment here. If we want to reset whatever is being done, there's a reset. Was it the top one? Huh. I guess it says don't rotate. So if he gets rotated around, it. Uh huh. Okay. Did it delete it, or did you just go to a different script? If you can go edit undo right away, or no, no, I hope that it's not. Click. Did you click? You're, you're on him. Go to edit undo. Undelete. Ta -da. Yeah. Remember, whenever you do something that you don't like, if you go to edit undo right away, it'll bring it back.
All right. Well, hope you have fun playing with Scratch. Uh, remember to take our quiz. I will right away get the adjustment made so that it asks you for both questions. I don't know what happened with that. Send me an email if you have any problems. Have fun playing with Scratch, and we'll see everybody on Monday.